the Three Degrees Podcast. It's your boy, Mike Smith, also known as A-Kiss. This is your girl, O'Chanel. I'm back and I'm better. She is a queen of a woman. We missing our boy, Ronnie B. Right now, he's in traffic. You know how that New York City traffic is, so I don't know if he's going to make this podcast. Hopefully, he does. But if he doesn't, me and O'Chanel are going to hold it down for y'all today. Yeah. All right, so A-Kiss, let's talk about your transition from how you were your freshman year to now. Freshman year of undergrad? Yes. Because I'm in grad school right now. Yes, exactly. Uh, so you graduated. You're basically adulting. You're a yeah. man. <laughs> um, yeah. Talk Like, undergrad was freshman, sophomore year. It's kind of like you enter in college. You find yourself. I played college basketball, of course. Um, some of the best times of my life was my freshman year in college. Met a lot of great people. Because, you know, a lot of the friends you meet, freshman year a lot of people don't come back after freshman year they either go to like maybe another college or they drop out so I met a lot of people in my life my freshman year that left after my freshman year but it was still fun still exciting also my sophomore year but by the time I got to like my junior and senior year in college I was kind of more focused like trying to find internships also playing basketball I know my time was winding down trying to basically do well in on the court to try to play overseas afterwards, even though I didn't go play overseas, mm-hmm. but still just trying to figure out my life. Um, and it was really different from freshman, sophomore year to junior and senior year. And then once, by the time I got to my senior year, it was kind of like it was over with. And then it was just like that pressure of trying to like find a job afterwards yeah. or figure out like, what am I going to do? And basically after I graduated, my dad was just like, yo, you gotta go. <laughs> he pushed me. Oh, basically, he basically, I gonna say he kicked me out, but he wanted me to go become a man, like yeah, find exactly. my own way. And I basically moved down to Atlanta, Georgia. I was down there for six months, and I was working with Georgia Tech as a youth basketball coach. Then I got an opportunity to come out to New Jersey, and I've been figuring this thing out yeah. ever since. But what about you? So, oh my goodness. So my first, <laughs> my freshman year in college, I was in North Carolina okay. um, at Bennett College, all-girls school, right across the street from North Carolina a okay. And that yeah, was HBCU, a right? party. When yeah. I tell you it's party city, it is party city, man. And that's really all we did. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong. Oh Everybody gosh, kicked it their yes. freshman and sophomore and year. I, I can't, I'm not, I'm not even going to hold you. It was probably one of my best years. Mm-hmm. And, but now that I look at that, and look at myself now. <laughs> it's like completely. I don't party. Mm-hmm. Like I don't go out. Hold on. Why did you? Why did you leave that school to come um, to St. John's? Uh, because at the time I I was into like modeling, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, I really want to build this brand of myself, modeling and just focus. And if you're from down south, they don't have that many opportunities. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not saying they don't, but, but for me personally, yeah. they didn't. And I'm like, wow. I'm from New York. Why don't I just go exactly. back? Exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's like people always say, well, well, why don't you just stay? I'm like, you know what? You're right. Yeah. So one day I was on social media and there was this person um, that I seen and he posted like St. John, St. John, St. John's. And it's just, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to apply to St. John's. Yeah. And I applied and I don't regret it. It was probably the best thing that ever happened. Yeah. You was in North Carolina. That's a weird place to be trying to model. Like, I know, right? People try it, to, it's like, people go to Atlanta, like from New York yeah. and model and stuff, but like North Carolina. But yeah. so you went there after your freshman year? I went there my freshman year, and then my um, I, after that, I transferred. So mm-hmm. 
I've been at St. John's for four more years because yeah. credits. Oh my goodness, credits! They don't take all your credits <laughs> when you transfer. Of course not. And um, so you graduated from St. John's. Yes. So talk about like getting to that moment, like graduating from like sophomore, junior year to senior year. Like, what was the difference? So the difference, the difference was. So my major was biology. <laughs> And, you know, as a kid, I wanted to be a pediatrician because I was like, you know what, I just want to take care of people. I just want to be a doctor for kids because I love kids. And I took chemistry, and I'm like, nah. You said nah? nah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was never, I was never good at math or science, so I knew I was never going to be no doctor or none of that. So, so chemistry, I'm like, you know what, I, I really don't think this is me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's when I had to really dig deep and, yeah. and soul search and really figure out, okay, what is it that I need to do? Like, what is it? So I just started experimenting and I told myself, you know what? I need to start networking and speaking to people because I was really shy. I was like more of an introverted person. Mm -hmm. I didn't really speak to people. I was, I had bad anxiety. <laughs> and um, eventually I just got out of my bubble and I just said, you know what? I'm going to speak to people and jump and next thing you know, I met great people who led me to me being a president, vice president of a whole entrepreneurship club within a, a year of my junior year. Mm -hmm. So just me telling myself, I need to step out of my comfort zone. I need to start speaking to people. I need to change this habit of just going home and coming yeah. Going to class, going home, and not speaking to people because that really hinders your growth. Yeah, it's all about networking and communicating with people and, and trying to basically learn, have new experience, new experiences, and basically just try to figure out like who you really are yes. once you once you graduate yes. and stuff like that. So, when did you like become the woman that you are today? What would you say? Like, it's your oh, it's completely different <laughs> now that I have God in my life and now that. Um, I I strategize who's in my life. I mm -hmm. strategize my support system, yeah, um, where that's my real. attention goes. Yeah. I read a, a, a tremendously. I read a lot. Yeah. And I basically write myself on paper. Okay. Um, basically to ba basically strategize who you are on paper. If you can strategize yourself on paper, you're able to express yourself more to someone else when they ask you, okay, who you are. Who are you? Yeah. And that that's actually like the hardest question that people I mean, it's you, hard you to answer. To like in an interview. So tell me about yourself. That's yeah. a hard question sometimes. Yeah, I mean, it's kinda scripted when you go into interviews, of course. Um, you kinda practice and whatever. But in life in general, I would just say like not being afraid to fail. Yeah. It's like that the biggest too. the biggest reason I'm the person I am today. Like I didn't want to leave St. Louis to go to yeah. Atlanta, but it's I had to do that yeah. to get to the journey that I was gonna be on that led me to where I'm at right now because without that, I wouldn't be here. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of people get to this point, especially when they're after they graduate and kind of get stuck into like, well, I gotta go back home and find a job there and basically do what my parents doing, stay there for yeah. my, that's not, you don't have to do that. You know, and me coming all the way from St. Louis, then to Atlanta, then moving to New Jersey, then moving back to St. Louis, then moving back from St. Louis back to New York, it's kind of like that just shows me that I really like grew up because it's just like nobody can really say they like helped me along that right. journey or or said they basically I had to get it on my own. Right. So I think that's very important in life, especially when you're trying to figure out the, the adult life because it is hard. It is it challenging. It is hard, but 
I'm telling you, when you keep working at it and not caring to fail, exactly, you'll literally see your growth in real time. Mm-hmm. Like three months, you'll be like, wow, I'm not the same person I was three months ago. Yeah, that's and three months ago, you'll be like, wow, I'm really not the same person. So yeah. you kind of look at time like, as long as I'm growing and I'm, I'm still moving. Definitely, I feel like our biggest, my biggest failures are my greatest accomplishments. Because mm-hmm. if I didn't fail, I wouldn't have accomplished nothing yes. that I'm you know, yes. doing right now. So exactly. I think people got to figure that out. It's, it's hard, though, especially, like I said, coming straight yeah. from college and graduate. It's like that's a weird, weird bubble that you're in because you're trying to find a job. You're trying to also grow as a person. And it's very, very challenging. Yes. And then it's like. When people and you have so many people talking in your ear, trying to give tell you, you what advice. to do, yeah. Like, no, maybe you should do this. Maybe yeah. you should do that. And it's like you can't listen to you those can't, people because then when you and then they think they're helping, and mm-hmm. then so you listen. So you're like, okay, you know me. You come. You my good friend. You my family. So yeah. I'm gonna listen. But then now you're back to square one and confused yeah. once again. So it's like you only take what you need. Only take what you need and. And then the rest is like, okay, I appreciate your advice, but this is what I'm going to go yeah, with. You, you take people's advice, but you still make the decision on your own because people may think they or say they had they, yeah, helping you or have their best interest in mind for you, but you got to just focus on yourself and do what you got to do at the end of the day. With all the flavor in the world, shouldn't each bite be an experience? Ignite the senses, awaken the taste buds, and leave you wanting more? We think so. Qdoba, choose flavor. Welcome back to the Three Degrees Podcast. You know, Vic Mensa has been in the in the public lately. Um, he has some comments about XX Atacion. Basically, Big topic. Big topic. <laughs> basically coming out, um, you know, the Hip Hop Awards is coming up. So he did like a freestyle, basically dissing XX Atacion about his domestic uh, ab- abuse, like allegations. But this man is dead. He's passed away. Um, R.I.P. XX Atacion. And a lot of people were saying, like, he shouldn't have came out and said what he said. And actually, the things that he said about not supporting, like, rappers and... I still don't even know what he said, honestly. Yeah, I don't know what he said either because the show hasn't aired. Like, the freestyle hasn't aired on uh, yeah. Hip Hop Awards. It's come down, I think, it's some sometime this month it's coming out. Yeah. But anyway, I had a friend. I was talking to my friend. Shout out William Hunt. Um, and basically, he was saying he's kind of hypocritical because he has a song where he has a song out there basically saying that he um a girl came in hit him across the face or whatever and he ended up with his hands around her neck so it's mm-hmm. just kind of like you wow. it's like you you're, you're talking about a another a dead man and you're talking about allegations that he's had in the past and it's wrong and ter- if it, they were true but it's just like you can't you really can't be the one to say it like i i agree with the stuff he's saying but it's just like coming from him and knowing that he's done stuff that's very similar it's not a good it's not a good look yeah. what do you think um i'm completely against any man who ever uh thinks it's okay to yeah. put your um hands on a woman like that is something that you really need to yeah, seek help just, when it comes to your ego it's just weak yeah, yeah but um so i think i heard a few lyrics of his uh his song and yeah. he admitted he admitted it to his wrongdoings mm-hmm. and i i guess he's trying to be a, a spokesperson like against a, yeah, it. Yeah. but it's like don't be trying to downgrade other people if you were in that same situation like you know you know, my just don't know. People just don't want to hear it from him. Like what he said, I completely agree with. Like we have to. We're in a time where 
we're supporting these rappers and stuff, and they're having like all these allegations, like battery and domestic violence against women. Mm-hmm. We need to stand up and support women, especially black yeah. women, because a lot of times these issues are going on with these black men and these rappers. It's against black women, so it's just like if you're not supporting black women, and it's just like you, you don't even put, support yourself. You don't even support you yourself. You come from woman. exactly. You come from a black woman, and then it's like you putting your hands on women and stuff like that. That just shows you you're weak. That shows you that you're not really a man. And then people like try to, well, I, I like his music. You know, I don't like his actions and stuff like that. But it's kind of like, I don't know. It's just yeah. the same thing with Kanye West yeah. in a way. Like people mm. are like, I like his music, but I don't like what he's saying um, about supporting Donald Trump and all that. But if you like somebody's music, but you don't like what they're doing. Like Kodak Black is a, a perfect example. People love Kodak Black, but Kodak Black has a lot of issues. I like Kodak Black. You I know, like, I love his music. Exactly, but it's kind of like. But it comes from pain. It's like the hard balance, though, because yeah. Kodak Black has been in allegations against wow. women and stuff like that. Wow. Fabulous, who is oh, my yeah, was my out. was my favorite rapper. Like I can't support Fabulous because you know. Like, right, like what's your character? Like your music is your brand, and your character is part of that. Like, exactly. I think as the older I'm, I'm getting, I'm having a hard time like defining like the line of, of music being a fan of the music and because i feel like a personal life and it comes you yeah, know it, it comes, comes together you, like, so i'm like i'm having a hard time listening to kodak i'm ha- i probably won't listen to fabulous or support fabulous ever again it's just like i'm having wow. a really really hard time like even like kanye west like i probably won't go out and buy any adidas yeezys again it's just i'm having a very hard time supporting yeah. people that are kind of just like it's yeah, it's just really hard to make that separation with some people. But you got to, though. Yeah. Don't be asking me no stupid questions. I took the long way, I learned my lesson. No plan B, ain't no second guessing. I ain't worried, I'ma make it. It was written, I'ma take I'ma shine if you ain't in close your eyes. Hola, hola, so recently Vic Mensa actually did apologize um, in a recent Instagram post to his fans and anybody listening um, to um, XX mom because mm-hmm. she was there listening to what he said and listening to what um, okay I didn't know that yeah, yeah. so because of that I actually want to go into the good things that he is trying to do for his community he's um, basically trying to write his own narrative um, and have you heard of his foundation, Save Money, Save Life? No, I know Vic is um, very big in Chicago, trying to help the city of Chicago. I, I haven't heard of yeah, this foundation. Yeah, so it's basically a foundation um, to train and equip for gun violence. Okay. Um, to raise response timing to gun violence and for anybody who's, you know, a victim to it. Mm-hmm. And I recently watched a video on... Um, based from his foundation page. And, oh, my goodness. So, uh, so... A, a guy that they interviewed, he was in a wheelchair, he was a victim of gun violence. Wow. It was a quote that he said at the end of his interview that really stuck with me. He said, having to save myself from myself to build myself, he had to go inside himself. Wow, I'm going to say that again. <laughs> that's real. That may go over your head. <laughs> having to save myself from myself to build myself, he had to go inside himself. So basically he's saying he had to look in the mirror. Yeah. In a way. And it's like because he because he grew up in that world, 
it's like, it's all you know. Yeah. All you know is guns. All you know is, all right, I got to hustle. All you know is, all right, I got to fight for my own. All, me, you, yeah. all you know is that. But it's like, because all you know, you kind of have to rebuild yourself, relearn yourself, be like, all right, this is not who I am. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I grew up in the projects for the first, like, nine years of my life. Um, wow, okay. But I also was fortunate enough and blessed enough to be in a, a school district and have a family that, so I was part of this DSEC program that took inner city black kids and put them into a great school district. Basically, mm. from the time I was five years old to the time I graduated high school, I was surrounded by, I want to say, 95% white people. Wow, okay. But the education I got, I'm very grateful because of that, because mm-hmm. I could have been going to some trash schools. Mm-hmm. So, but coming back home to like certain environments, coming back home to the streets and stuff, it's hard to adjust, you know? And I definitely support Vic in that aspect of what he's doing, like building the community, try to stop gun violence, because gun violence is, is very, very serious. And I'm from St. Louis, so, and it's just like, it's really sad that there's a lot of brothers on the street that that's all they know is to sell drugs, is to shoot at people, is to basically have no purpose. And a lot of times that has to do with, you know, systematic um, oppression, oppression, stuff like that. And, and ego, man. A lot of people, oh. Not even ego, I would say it's just lack of opportunities in yes. the black community. And it's just like, people love to talk about like black on black crime, but it's just like, well, you if you have a community where it's just, 90% black people, 100% black people, of course it's going to be black on black crime. If you have a community where it's 100% white people, it's going to be white on white crime. So I don't really believe on that black on black crime, mm-hmm. but it's just, it's really hard when it's no jobs, no opportunities, no fathers in the home, your brother's in jail, your dad's in jail, growing up with single parent moms, it's, it can be very hard for some black men and some black women to try to get out of that environment. Yeah. So him saying that quote, really is amazing because it's just like he's basically saying he didn't let his his obstacles and his hurdles stop him from becoming a man that he is today he understood that his future has nothing to do with where he comes from exactly i think that's i think that's important to know because like my mom be telling me about like people that i know uh, and she's like yeah i saw so-and-so i'm not gonna call him by name i saw so-and-so and he was working here da da da, and it's kind of sad because he dropped out of college and stuff like that it comes a certain point in your life and your time where you can't blame your circumstances yes, yes they do hinder you yes it is bad that you grew up but don't play victim exactly you can't play victim i feel like a lot of times in our community a lot of people play victim because they don't want to do anything different right. it's easy to go it's down that wrong yeah but it's easy to go down that wrong path but you don't have to you don't have to you don't have to it's harder to try to not go down that path you know yeah. so it's hard why you take it exactly so some people want to take the easy route well not the easy route well because that's a terrible route. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what i'm yeah, saying yeah i get it completely get it um that actually goes so i was doing some research randomly well not even research i was um i was i forgot what i was doing and i came across a word that i did not know the definition of have you heard of gaslighting no, I mean, I heard the word gas. Yeah. I don't know. What does it mean? Gaslighting. Gaslighting means to manipulate someone by psychological means and questioning their own sanity. Okay, that's a pretty good definition. I wouldn't have thought gaslighting. Admit <laughs> <No, laughs> that. A, believe it or not, a lot of people don't know what this means. Yeah. And a lot of the culture is a victim of this. Same thing going back to the domestic violence. 
basically is an example of someone, all right, let's say someone cheats on you and and you know that they're cheating, but yeah. they say, no, you're crazy. That's not true. What do you mean? No, you didn't <laughs> see that in my phone. That's not true. And then you believe it. But then now you feel a little crazy. You're like, wait. You start second guessing you yourself. You gotta start second guessing yeah. yourself. But eventually you just like, all right, maybe you're right. A lot of women go through that. That's gaslighting. I didn't even know there's a definition to that. Nah, I mean, I, it's real. It's real out here. And it's, it's even in the black community. It's like we're taught to believe something that we swear it's not true, that's but def- it's yeah, like, okay, real. maybe you're right. Maybe I'm not good enough. Yeah, that's definitely real. When I made that connection, I was like, wow. And most people don't know what that means. Yeah. So there you go. Gaslighting. Look it up. Gaslighting. Yeah, make sure I look it up. But thank you guys for tuning in to the Three Degrees Podcast. This is your boy, my case Smith, also known as A-Kiss. This is your girl, O'Chanel, back and better. She is a queen of women. We'll see y'all next week. Peace.